I think we are on. Oh, we are. I didn't even see that. I was trying to, to send Alan a note to make sure that he had the graphic and everything for tonight. So if you're listening to me, Alan, I want to make sure you have the graphic and everything for tonight. <laughs> Our yes, Victoria we'll is going to be missing, and that's not going to be much fun, but mm, yeah. I want her to really, really feel a whole lot better and take care of her voice so that she... Mm-hmm be with us next week and be able to get everything that she needs to get together. I'm excited. I'm excited. I always love it when we have authors that are are, our children's authors. We've got got her story. We've got lots about her that she's going to share with us tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. You got your weekend review ready, Ruth? Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready to I have a couple of things, only a couple of things, but but I'm I'm glad about those couple of things <laughs> that I have, and I need to re redo something with my um and this is nothing I'll talk about when we get together, but my step tracker thing, I don't know what's going on with it, but it's not it's not recording. Um, oh, we'll take a look at it. So we need to get that fixed because I'm. I'm getting back into the swing of getting my uh, steps in and exercise in. You know, I can't afford to miss one. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody, time to roll the opening. Great, great, great. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, no, we made a really good choice when we chose that music. So I know, I know. It always makes me feel good when mm-hmm. we start playing that on Sunday evenings. Good evening, everybody. This is Andrea L. Hines, and you see Ms. Ruth Griffin over there. And we're mm-hmm. missing, we're missing one of the, the three and the dynamic uh, trio that we got going on. Hey there, Linda Cooks. Welcome to you. Good evening to you. Miss Victoria is not feeling well. She's got a little bit of laryngitis, and you know Mm -hmm. Queen Victoria cannot talk. I don't know. It's just not a good day. So (laughs) she feels much, 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 much better, and that uh, she'll be with us in the weeks coming up. As we've got a lot going on, and we need Miss Victoria to feel well and healed and whole. Hey, Serena, how are you this evening? Glad to have you in the house with us tonight. Yep, we're hanging in there. Hope all is well with you. And uh, we're going to get started as we usually do on Sunday evenings. Mm-hmm. 
talk a little bit about our week in review. Uh, Ruth, why don't you start tonight? Oh, absolutely. So obviously I wasn't here last week. Um, now it's Victoria's turn and we're not taking turns. You can't be out next week. So just letting you know. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I was actually in the ER last week. Um, it turned out to be nothing. Um, well, I won't say nothing. Uh, you know how when you talk to other people, you know, and the symptoms you think are the same. My sister had appendicitis a few weeks ago, ended up getting emergency surgery, all of that. And, you know, my side starts hurting. I'm like, oh, my God, I have appendicitis. And I'm sitting there talking to her. And, well, three hours later at the hospital, um, it was viral and they sent me home. They're like, you're good. Good. We're glad. Good. Yeah. No, I'm still in pain, but I'm good. So yeah. So that was uh, my week last week. I'm getting better. So none of that. We'll be doing that again for a while. Or I don't plan to be doing that. Let's put it that way. So, and like I said, you can't take next week off. So we're not taking turns. No, none of that. So just want to put that out there. Um, I'm missing stuff. So, you know, I'll be here. (laughs) So I did want to note, uh, last week we had uh, a lot of last minute changes. Our guest did not appear, but I've contacted her. Unfortunately, she was in another time zone, so she had the times mixed up. But she Mm -hmm. will be joining us in October. I'm excited. She has a great book. Uh, And I'm sorry, I can't think of her name right now. It was Elaine Kachinawatt. I think yeah, that was right. I butchered her last name, but I'm excited and I'm looking forward to her um, being on our show. So, um, Victoria, if you're listening, I hope you're feeling better. Come back next week, and Andrea, again, you will be here next week. Yes, ma'am. Okay, absolutely. Good. I'll be, I'll be in my place. <laughs> so, how was your week? It was good. Okay. It was good. Nakayana, thank you for joining us. I saw your name pop up there. Good, glad to have you with us tonight. Um, I it, it was good, and I could say that very, very quickly because <laughs> I had actually four things that I needed to complete. Uh, I prioritized them and, and worked on the ones that I knew I needed to work on mm-hmm. right away and uh, put the others on the back burner until next week. So hopefully by the end of next week, I will have those two things completed as well. But one of the things was to complete the writing challenge, the story challenge that we had put out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's going to be coming up the first Sunday in September, guys. So be sure to put that on your, uh, on your calendar, your your whatever you use to remind yourself of good things. Um, uh, Francina Booker and Angie Oliphant are two mm-hmm. of the listeners that agreed to participate. We had four topics, meet my, uh, lessons learned, um, the unexpected. unexpected, and what was the fourth one, Ruth? I forget it every single time. I can't think of what the fourth one was, but if I do before the end of the show, I'll, I will mention it. But we had uh, four topics uh, to write from. Uh, mm-hmm. Challenge was to do it in about 750 words. And I think some somehow 
those of us who have turned our work in have exceeded that number of words, but we have discovered that we not only write, but we write a lot once we get started. So. Oh, yeah. No, there's some authors, you know, they, they'll easily write a 50,000 word book before they can sit there and write a short piece. So. Yeah. Yep, and and uh, we're excited about that. I'm excited about you hearing my story that I I had together. Mine was a combination of meet my and lessons learned. And yeah. um, Ruth, you finished yours, and yeah. yours is more of a. It's a it's uh, the unexpected, and it's a fictional piece. Um, okay. I thought I wasn't going to be doing much with it, but I think I'm probably gonna expound on it for the uh, November writing challenge. Okay, so we'll okay. We'll see what out of it, but you I'm excited. You again this year? Yes, I wasn't right. going to do it, but then it was like, yeah, no, I've got to, so. Okay, good, good. I'm proud of you. I think that's you did, I, I didn't hear uh, that you were going to join me. I'm proud of you. I think that's <laughs> great. <laughs> No, I kind of don't think I am, but I, you never know. This is August, so I okay. very well might change my mind and join. Okay. We'll see. Serena says, writing is therapy. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Yes, and I, yes. I rather enjoyed um, uh, what I wrote about. I was satisfied with what I wrote about, and, and I like it. And so I'm glad to be able to share that with you. And that's going to be the first Sunday in September uh, that we're going to do that. And everybody's going to have an opportunity to read their piece to you. So I hope you will come back, invite a friend, share, and, and uh, we're going to have a good time that evening. <clears throat> so that's one thing that I finished. The other thing was the, the uh, um, what do I want to call it? The collection, the collection. Mm -hmm of uh, positive points of power from the 888 program um, is in the hands of the editor. And uh, moving forward with that, I think I need to change the title. It will be a series um, because we had over 300 of those pieces uh, in July, by July of this year. So it, it, the program comes on three days a week. Nikaeta has joined sometimes. Linda has been on the line sometimes. So um, they know what it what it's all about. And the rest of you will get to find out a little bit later. But I am excited uh, that that part, my part is done. You know, Ruth tells us writing and editing are mm -hmm. two different things. Mm -hmm. So I finished my part. The editor's got to do her part now. <laughs> and we will move on and see what we have got going on coming up. But for tonight, That's right. we have a very, very, very special guest. Her name is Savan Hong, and she authors and illustrates the best-selling children's book series, The Super Fun Day Books. I love that the super fun day books, including Benny J and the Horrible Halloween, George J and the Miserable Monday. I think mm. we can do something with Andrea and the Miserable Mondays. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll look into that. Um, Emily D and the Fearful First Day, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight, and Avery G and the Scary End of School. Her inspiring books focus on neurodiverse children. We're going to get her to talk a little bit about what that means, who overcome their challenges with perseverance, 
and bravery. Sivan also serves as a trustee on the boards of the Westport Public Library, the Rita Allen Foundation, Multicultural Children's Book Day, and the ASPCA. When she's not working, Sivan enjoys being a wife to her lovely husband and a mother to their two wonderful children. They have a dog and a cat. And they live in Connecticut. After the break, you will get to meet our guest for this evening and author of Emily D. in the Fearful First Day, Savan Hung. We'll be right back. Of course. We're, we're glad to have you on the show and we're excited to talk about your book. Absolutely. Well, your books. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, Savan, you are the first uh, children's book author and illustrator um, we've had on the show. The combination of that. And we are just excited to get into your process to talk about your book. But go ahead and tell us a little bit about your book, Emily D. and the Fearful First Day. Um, so all of my books, as you said in the introduction, are about um, neurodiverse kids. And, and what that means is kids who have different brain functions. So children who are autistic or have ADHD or dyslexia, there's a kind of wide variety of kind of brain differences that manifest themselves in that category called neurodiversity. And, and my books are targeted for those types of children so that they can see themselves in picture books so that they see their experience as being normal. Because as we know, as authors, books have an incredible way mm -hmm. of being able to normalize difference and make somebody feel accepted by the characters they see in those pages. Right. Um, obviously they are just as important for kids who are not neurodiverse because they too need to see the differences that exist out there. Um, but this book is about the first day of school. And for all children, the first day of school can be scary. Even for adults, the first day of a new job is scary, right? That the, the aspect of change and the unknown um, can lead to a lot of trepidation. And this book talks through Emily's fears. She, she lays them out in a very structured format to say, here are all the things that I'm scared about the first day of school. And she talks to her parents about them and they come up with a plan on how to overcome some of those fears. And this book, like all of my books, is structured in something called a social story. A social story is something that, that educators use in special education to walk a child through a series of problems so that they can then learn the steps to overcome them on their own. And so all of my books use that structure because I want to empower these kids 
to feel like whatever challenge they face, they can take it on and succeed. That is awesome. I think you already answered the question because um, your characters are diverse. Um, and normally you, we, we tend to write what we know. You know, we tend to mirror the world that we see or that we're in. Um, but your characters, you know, I, I was looking at the other books as well and your characters are very diverse. Um, I think, like I said, I think you've already answered that, but what made you choose that? And what about your background? Cause we were talking about that before right. the show, how much of your background contributed to that choice and to your choice to write about neurodiversity and all of this? So I'm neurodivergent myself, right? And so being able to see that world through my eyes um, helps. But both of my children are also neurodiverse and my stories are based on their experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a challenge in the media because every time they, not every time, but the majority of times that they show an autistic person, it is a white male or a white boy. Mm -hmm. and that is not an accurate reflection of what is going on in the population. In fact, women and girls are severely underdiagnosed um, and particularly girls of color. And so even though my first two books are illustrations that look like my kids and my children are biracial, but in a cartoon, that's hard to tell. I thought it was very important to show that neurodiversity looks like girls of color just as much as it looks like a, a white boy that we see on TV. Those girls need to be able to see themselves in books, if not more, right? Because the media seems to be ignoring them and thus they're not getting the services and the support that they need because nobody looks at them and says, oh, this must be happening to you. Wow. Well, that's not something we think about often, especially if it doesn't affect us. Mm -hmm. So what other topics do you cover in your books? Um, so so the Halloween story was about, um, and again, it was a true story. It, it was about my eldest son. And when I took him to kindergarten on the day of the Halloween parade, he wouldn't get out of the car. He was terrified. And as a mother, I thought, I'm a complete failure. What have I done? Halloween. It's supposed to be this magical day for kids at school. You dress up, you have a parade, you get snacks. Like this is supposed to be one of the best days of the year and he won't get out of the car. What have I done? Um, and it took me and his team a year to figure out what the different drivers were that caused him to be so afraid of Halloween. And we laid them out and then we laid out a plan for him on how to overcome them. And this is actually the story because um, for him, it was loud noises, right? Mm -hmm. He has sensory issues. And so my character wears headphones in the book. And it was the first time that I have ever seen a illustration with a child wearing headphones. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was really, really important. But it also talked about the fact that he was nervous about the fact that what if he wouldn't be able to recognize his friends in their costumes, right? Or, or when the parents all come to watch the parade, what if he wasn't going to be able to see me and find me? And it's, it's all these real fears that you don't think about as an adult with Halloween that we were able to kind of give the specific steps on how to overcome. And then the following year in first grade, he went and he loved it. 
and the, the, you know, I have pictures of him dancing because he was so proud that he, that he had done it and he'd overcome this thing that was so scary. Um, and, and so I, that was actually the first book I published because I wanted to share that experience with other families so that they wouldn't have that kindergarten day that I had where I was like, I'm the worst mom in the world. My kid hates Halloween. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about your illustrations because they are, they fit your book so perfectly. I think they, they were great. Um, and again, you know, we've had several book, uh, children's book authors, but you're the first one who actually illustrated her own book. So, um, Let's talk about that. How was that process for you? Um, Do you doodle? Are you an artist? Do you illustrate? Are you a writer first? You know? So the whole, I felt like the whole book process was so new to me that it was never something that I had set out to do. Um, Growing up, I was not a big reader because I really struggled with reading and, and I didn't find a love of books until I discovered audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was how I was able to access the language and put them in my brain and see the story. And and so for me, growing up, being a writer would have been the last thing in the world that I would have ever imagined doing. So when I started this, it was a much more of a how do I share this true authentic experience with others. And what I found as a mother with with two neurodivergent kids is that when they looked at these picture books that had these incredible illustrations, they became a distraction, right? You'd see this magical forest and there'd be a little tiny red bird in the corner. And my kid would lose focus about the story and start asking questions about why is there a red bird in the corner and what's the bird doing? And I was like, this is not what's supposed to happen. So my illustrations are very deliberately simple. Right There's a purposefulness to the simplicity of the illustration because I want the child to stay focused on the story. And the illustration is there to support that story, but the story is the important part uh, of the experience. Um, my font is also very deliberate. It's dyslexic friendly so that that children of all kinds of learning styles can access what these books have. Um, all of my books, given my personal experience, are also available as audiobooks. Again, because children learn in lots of different ways, I wanted to make the language and the story accessible for all of them. And so that was the real driver behind my decision to illustrate them, because I thought it would be much harder for me to explain that I wanted something this simple from an illustrator. And I kind of maybe to some degree was delusional and decided that I could do it myself. Um, I, I have no background in illustration. I was a huge doodler as like a fidget in elementary school and would constantly doodle on everything. Um, and so I used that experience of, of kind of that outlet that I had as a kid to then apply them um, to the books. I guess I'm the kind of person that didn't realize how hard things were. And I just said, no, I'm just going to go do it and see what happens. Um, and it worked. That's, that's great. I, let me, I didn't want to interrupt you just because I, because I don't want to forget this, you know, but we always, um, it, 
it's one, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but we don't always know uh, the full mm -hmm. story uh, behind things. We, we know a little bit, we know a little bit that the author shares uh, as, as much as they can in their bio and all of that. But even broader, um, we don't know what our listeners deal with and what our listeners go through. And there's no way to, to um, uh, know that ahead of time. It's only through discussion and through what we have here. So I'm really excited. I'm excited about what you're sharing, Savan. And I don't know that you can see the comments at all, but we have one listener who has shared with us that, that uh, she's dyslexic. And, and here you are with, you know, that part of the driver for, for the stories that you have. Another listener says, my field I work in is with children and with autistic children. Now, these are, these are listeners that have been with us for a while, you know, mm -hmm. and come on and off the program. And these are things that we did not know. Uh, so I'm just really excited when we can and are able to uh, get that connection and that connectivity with things that now they will be able to go out and share the fact that there are these great series of books out there uh, that they may not have known about before that can help someone else to better understand uh, an area that they deal with all the time and, and deal with every day. And I just, I just thank you so, so much for that. And, and uh, it's just, it's just amazing. I, I just love the way things come together like that sometimes. So I'm going to be quiet now because I get okay. excited about the things. <laughs> so, but I, I, I think that's great. And I think that there is something wonderful about somebody who takes the time to say, you know, okay, I look around me and I don't see anything that taps into who I am and what I'm going through and what I look like or any of that. So I am going to create it. You know, some people walk away and say, gee, I wish somebody would do that. But sometimes we are the somebody who can do that. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's great that you kind of took up the, the gauntlet and, and decided to do something about it. Let me read Sabrina's comment right here. She said, every day at work, it can be challenging, but you must have patience to work with children with special needs. And here is something that can, Serena, perhaps be an additional tool to do that. Every child likes to be read to. Every child loves stories. And here is story time uh, for them that, can, that they can immerse themselves in and really see what's going on. So I just, I just thought I'd throw that in there. One of my favorite things is to get kind of photographs and emails from parents where where their child is going through the book and they stop at a page and they suddenly say that's just like me right like yes. that's the that that character is living my life because that's a recognition that they're okay right like mm -hmm. they may see the world in a different way and things may be hard for them and some things may be easy for them and they are different but there is nothing wrong with different, right? And right. and and that that is the thing that I want these kids to walk away from to feel a sense of pride about who they are, right? And what they bring to our world. That's awesome. That is awesome. You had something else, Ruth. You were, you were going down a path that I interrupted. So. Oh no, you are good. I have to say, you know what? In 
I'll be honest. Um, I read on my Kindle. So one of the options is the dyslexic font. And I always look at that and I'm like, I know that's not for me because that really bothers me when I look at it. But I know that that's for someone else. And I didn't even pay attention to it. But now, you know, as I think about the book and, I, you know, I look back and I think back, I'm like, every piece was intentional. And it's just, it's awesome to see that and to hear that because, you know, oftentimes, you know, every book that I've written, I've tell my authors this, you know, every scene has to make sense. It can't go unwasted. You know, you don't introduce something here that you're not going to do something with later. You right. know, everything has to be connected in some way. And just to hear how intentional you were with every piece of your book is just, to me, it's mind boggling because, you know, it's just, it's just a children's book, but it is more than that. And that is just awesome. Yes. Well, yes. as, as authors, right? Like we always talk about how it's, it's our work, um, but it's not our work, right? Like mm -hmm. it's our work until we release it and then That's it right. belongs to the reader. And for mm -hmm. me, it has to be able to be accessible to that reader. That's right. Right. Like it's not about whether or not I can look at the pictures and I can read it mm -hmm. and I'm okay with it because it's not mine. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. So I have a couple more questions about your illustrative pro uh, process um, and just the publishing as well. So are you a, I draw on paper or are you, let me put it on a tablet person. I draw on paper. Okay. I use colored pencils. Um, and what I do with each of my books is I draw the, the main character first before mm -hmm. I write a word. Um, and the first two books, um, the Benny J and the George J books, those characters look just like my kids. Mm -hmm. um, so that was pretty easy. Um, and then I bring them in to the process because these are their stories, right? Even the Emily D and the Avery G story, they may be girls, but these were my my son's mm -hmm. stories and I want to make sure that their feelings are represented in an authentic way. So I let them pick the names of the characters and um, and we go through it to make sure that this was really how they felt um, so that they kind of they're part of the process with me. And then I'll go through and I'll write the story. Um, and one other note about it is that every teacher that is referenced in my book every teacher character is a real teacher and a, and that's their real name and they really did what what we're talking mm -hmm. about in the book and it's my way of saying thank you to these oh, wow. incredible educators that have done amazing things for the lives of my children and so you know there's that level of authenticity in the process and then once i've written it then i go through and at, based on that one illustration that's mm -hmm. kind of stuck on my computer, I will start doing the illustrations. And then about halfway through, then I have to do kind of a sanity check. Is the story still good, right? Does it still yeah. work? Is it still mm -hmm. right? And I'll test it with some teachers and I'll test it with other kids. And, and I want to make sure that it really works. And then I finish during the illustrations. And then I'm the one who does all of the kind of the, the layout, right? Mm -hmm. Again, because I want to make sure that it's as simple and clear and easy so that my audience can can really be able to take it all in. So that's, that's the process that I use. Um, 
and I, I had to teach myself how to kind of convert in the, the, the sketches into mm -hmm. the computer graphics, but the sketches all come first. Like I said, I'm a doodler, right? Like, so that's what they start off as. That is awesome. And I want all our listeners to uh, go back and listen to this at some point because your process is no different than my process when I'm sitting there writing a 60,000 word novel. It, I mean, it is literally the same. You get an idea of the characters, you start writing it out, outlining it, you check it with other folks. I mean, it is, it, it's no different, you know, and that, you know, I've heard people talk about how always oh, just children's book it's easier it's you know it, it is the same level of work maybe even more you know it's less words right but as you said earlier sometimes being so parsimonious with your language is hard right like you yeah. really have to figure out is this the word i want is this the reflection that i'm mm -hmm. trying to say and and you don't have a lot of room on the page to be able to get those emotions to come through. That said, I could never write a book like you write, Ruth, but, <laughs> but we all, we, there's a place for all of us. That's right. That's right. I will never write a children's book or illustrate it, but you know what? You have done a great job. You've done a great job for all three, all four of us, Victoria, when she comes back, um, you've done more than enough to cover us all. So yeah, I am really impressed. I, I loved your book when I read it. I love it even more now that we've chatted. So um, kudos. Thank just, you. Yes, great. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I have uh, just a couple of uh, quick things, Savan. Uh, one is how uh, each book, each book that you have written, how long did it take you to, to put it together? To, to put that first character together and, and get the story. Cause I'm sure the story, you had the story, you know, in your head, it wasn't one that was, that you built, you know what I'm saying? So you, you had that part there, but how long did it take you with the layout to, to get each one done? It takes me, um, depending on the book, right? Because they're all true stories. So I'm not trying to come up with the story, as you said, Andrea, right? Like I know my beginning, middle and end. Um, it, it takes me usually on average about six months, if that's all I'm doing. Um, but as we know, as authors, we don't really have the time to just sit there and write and do, right? We're, we're, we're doing interviews and we're doing social media and we're doing all this other stuff um, that, that goes as part of kind of that process. So, but yes, if I have uninterrupted six months, then, then I can do it that way. <laughs> we all have that. Yes, right. we do. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. One thing that 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 uh, our Queen Victoria says all the time, and I will take license and liberty to say it in her stead tonight, is get the book. <laughs> get the book. And and if they wanted to get the book, uh, Savon, where would they go? Um. So. Like I had said, you know, I, my name's a bit original. Um, and so uh, you can get it at savanhong.com, which is my website. And then it's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And my favorite, getting it at a bunch of independent bookshops. Um, 
my website also has free parent and teacher guides for every single one of my books. If anybody wanted to download them, they were created by school psychologists and tested in classrooms with kids. And I just, for me, this is a kind of a passion. And so I just want to be able to make it kind of open and available to anybody who could benefit from that. So those are free on my website too. That's awesome. That's awesome. One thing uh, that 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 I want to say about get the book this time. Usually, when we talk about get the book, we, it, it's something that it's a story that we, uh, as adults, can relate to or whatever. But we always talk about being a blessing to somebody else and giving to somebody else and planting a seed into somebody else's life. And this is that kind of book, guys for those of you who are listening, you want to get this book so that you can share it with somebody that you know that has a child who is neurodiverse. And there are a lot more uh, people in your life and in your path that can use this information and would enjoy, enjoy, enjoy not only the book, but the guides that Savan just talked about. It would be so helpful to them. So share this knowledge with somebody else. Gift somebody this seed because it is a seed that would be planted that would be really, really helpful and would be an amazing blessing uh, to somebody else. So I encourage you, I encourage you uh, to do that. And and Serena and Nikayana, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story uh, in, in, this, um, in this particular broadcast as well. What's on the on tap for you next, Sivan? What you, what you I'm, got going on? I, I'm working on a fifth book. Um, okay. it, it, like all the other ones, it is a true story. When, when my youngest was two, he, he was terrified of dogs and um, he had an imaginary friend that was a dog named Lemon who slept with him every night. And um, we were finally able to get him an autistic service dog that had failed out of the program. Um, oh. And we brought this dog home and we were so scared that my son was just going to like bolt and, you know, because dogs were loud and he would cover his ears. And he, we brought the dog home and he looked at the dog and he goes, oh, hi, Lemon. And the two of them walked upstairs and it was as if the imaginary friend who protected him for all these years oh. morphed into this real dog. And the two of them still to this day sleep next to each other every night. Um, so that is, that's gonna be my fifth book if I can oh. find a way to get that, that magic on paper. Oh, wow. oh my God, yes, you have to do that. That's and it. then you have, you to, have come to come back. And then yes, I will definitely come back. come back and share it with you. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> That's going to be good. That is going to be good, good, good. Thank you so, wow. so much. There's more, more. I could not have anticipated uh, all that we have gotten from you, gleaned from you uh, mm -hmm. tonight, Sivan. It just has been a pleasure, just a pleasure uh, having you with us and having you share about yourself absolutely. and about these stories, about thank your you. family. Just absolutely brilliant what you have done and the way that you have put this together for so many people 
who who need it and now they have a resource now they know and guys we really really want you to share this broadcast with friends of yours uh who who have some of these challenges or who have children or who know of people who do have children with these challenges uh, but just not not just that but whether they do or not these are great great stories they are great stories and the illustrations are really really well done the books are put together in a great way i can't wait to share some of the uh, parenting tools mm -hmm. that you have with uh with people that i know because i think that that it is good to have some sound advice out there on some Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so that would be wonderful. Ruth, do you have any final remarks for uh, for Savan? Because Savan, we want you to give us a, a, a final note just to our listeners, whatever you want to say uh, to encourage or inspire them. But Ruth, do you have anything in particular you want to say in closing? You know what? I think Andrea said it all. Just thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for sharing your book with us. It it really is. It, it was a pleasure um, having you on our show. Thank yeah. you, both of you. Yeah. And and look, for, for all of the authors out there, just just go out and start writing, right? Like you don't, I'm not an expert author. I didn't know how, I wasn't a trained illustrator. That's not what matters. What matters is that we all have a story to share and you have to get it out there. So good advice. Good <laughs> advice. <laughs> and somebody asked about the name of the book. The one that we talked about tonight is Emily D and the Fearful First Day. That's Emily D and the Fearful First Day. Go out there check it out check out this beautiful author and all of the things that she's doing out there and the great things that she is sharing with us savannah wants you to hang tight for just a little bit uh, after we close guys thank you for being with us tonight mm -hmm. you know we always love it when we uh I have you on the program. You know, we could do this by ourselves, but it's a lot more fun when you join in <laughs> and tune in with us on Sunday nights. You know, Saturday evening at 7 p.m. is our day for replay. So if you have a friend or neighbor or someone that you know would benefit from, from hearing from Savannah and talking about her books, be sure that you have them tune in next Saturday night. This program will re-air. And then on Sunday evening, at 7 p.m. You can come right back and join us here for Authors Up. By that time, we hope that our Queen Victoria will be feeling well, better, healthy, strong. Her voice will be great, and she will be able to be back with us. And until then, we want you to have an absolutely amazing week. Have a great week and come back. Join us again next week for Authors Up at 7 p.m. Him. Thank you again, Savon. Hang in there. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.